0: everyone you're listening to save me and i'll see the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way i'm katie and i'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts amber and kylie hello yola also joining us is our musical newbie matt hello and on this week's episode we are going over cinderella no not that one or that other one either this one is new (laughs) What? but not as new as the newest movie so, yeah, listen, there are a lot of Cinderellas out there, but this one is Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella, and it was released this year, and I'm excited about it. Oh. It got overshadowed a little bit by the newest movie, but whatever. It's fine. So this one you can actually follow pretty well with just the music. It gets a mild mama warning for crude humor, as um, they mention a phallic graffiti in the very first song, so that's cool. Nice. Mm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it's a fun show, and it's pretty great. Since this one is a brand new baby musical, there isn't actually a lot of background information. But what we do have is that the music was written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, the lyrics were by David Zippel, and the book was created by Emerald Fennell. The show was originally set to open in August 2020, but of course was delayed by COVID. The musical was workshopped at the Other Palace in London in May 2019. So the show was set to open on July 20th, 2020, but was suspended when a cast member tested positive for COVID on July 18th. So, two days before they were supposed to open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It began previews at only 50% capacity on June 25th, 2021. Performances resumed with an official opening on August 18th, and this West End production stars Carrie Hope Fletcher, Ivano Turco, Rebecca Trehearn, Victoria Hamilton Barrett, Gloria Onatiri, Laura Baldwin, Georgina Castle, and Caleb Roberts. Weber plans for a Broadway production in mid 2022, but nothing has been officially released yet. Oh. Are we hopeful? Uh, Yes, I would love to see
1: it. The concept album, which we are working off of today, was released on July 9th, 2021 by Polydor Records. It featured Fletcher, Turco, and had special guests and cameos from Adam Lambert, Helen George, Sarah Brightman, and Emerald Fennell. There was also a bonus track version of Only You, Lonely You, performed by the one and only Todrick Hall. This version also includes the song The Vanquishing of the Three-Headed Sea Witch, performed by lambert which was cut from the original production which sucks because it's a great song. it's great Under. and lambert does great at it i mean of course <laughs> yeah this album was nominated for the grammy award for best musical theater album and of course we will link to our spotify in the show notes as always
0: so yeah definitely go check it out but yeah, just the tiniest bit of information as it is just a brand new little baby show and we hopefully will see more of it in the coming year, but who knows officially. A lot of, yeah, a lot of big names with it. Yeah, 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 it's pretty good. So yeah, let's just go ahead and jump right into our Act 1. We open on the town of Belleville, France, which is full of beautiful inhabitants and has been awarded Most Attractive Town for 49 years in a row.
1: Nice.
0: They are in the process of preparing to receive the award for their 50th year. We find out that the Queen's first son, who was the flawless and beloved Prince Charming, died in battle against a dragon.
1: Whoops. Oh.
0: Oh. Oopsie. I mean, yep.
1: I guess, yeah, that makes sense. You know, that
0: tracks. <laughs> the whole town compares the lanky and awkward Prince Sebastian to their lost Prince Charming, and it's just a whole mess. And the Queen has built a memorial statue built in Prince Charming's honor to unveil for the 50th year. However, at the award ceremony, it's revealed that the memorial has been vandalized. In, of course uh, In not-so-nice ways. Yeah, of course. And this causes Belleville to lose the prize and break their streak in the song Buns and Roses. Okay. Yeah. Throw away the town. Get rid of it. <laughs> Get rid of it. It's reputation's done. ruined. <laughs> <laughs> so the town decide to blame the local misfit, Cinderella. She is considered rebellious, loudmouthed, and unattractive. In the song, it has to be her. Ouch. Yeah. Essentially, she doesn't conform to their beauty standards, so they hate her. All, mm-hmm. all right. It's great. What a bunch of jerks. I know. So the townsfolk gag and tie her to a tree and leave her in the woods. Oh, that's so bad, Cinderella. (laughs) That's not okay. Don't do that. They're not the best. Oh no! Yeah, please don't do that. So Prince Sebastian is Cinderella's only friend, and he rescues her. Um, So he teases her relentlessly about it, as you know, friends do. And Cinderella admits to being the one who vandalized the statue. Not surprising (laughs) Sebastian at all. Nor surprising me either. What
1: the heck? Bad Cinderella. Bad.
0: So they catch up and discuss how Sebastian is now the one in line to inherit the throne, and they haven't been hanging out very much since. But they also talk about Cinderella's hard childhood after her parents' deaths, and he makes a comment of, like, you hide behind humor, and she's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's how I do. Oops. <laughs> after Cinderella leaves to go back home, Sebastian sings about how he secretly loves her and misses hanging out with her in the song So Long.
1: Oh. Aw. Back at her home, Cinderella's vain stepsisters, Adele and Marie, complain about Cinderella making their lives difficult. The stepmother threatens to kick Cinderella out if she causes any more trouble in the song, Unfair. Cinderella wants to run away from Belleville, but doesn't because she also loves Sebastian, but feels unworthy of him in the song, Unbreakable. Aww. Hmm. Meanwhile, Sebastian goes to the Hunks Gym to get a workout
0: in the song, Hunks Song. (laughs) Hey. Oh, and this song is as misogynistic as it can possibly be. <laughs> Love it! <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: The queen is in a panic about the town losing the prize, and so she decides that in order to save the town's reputation, she must throw a royal ball. Yep. And so it's going to take place that Saturday, and she invites every girl in the kingdom. And there, Sebastian will have to choose a bride because, of course, yeah, forced marriage obviously. is obviously the way this works. Sebastian is against this. Again, obviously. But she disregards his complaints, comparing him to Prince Charming and now he is nothing like his brother in the song Man's Man. Rude. In the town square, Sebastian tells Cinderella that it's her fault that the royal wedding has to happen. They argue, but Sebastian asks her to come to the ball in the song So Long reprise. Sebastian is upset with himself, unsure why he just can't tell her his true feelings for her in the song Only You, Lonely You. Oh, young love. (laughs) The love. Meanwhile, the stepmother visits the queen at the palace, and the two reminisce about their youth together in the song, I Know You. That's interesting. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, so so they, apparently they, like, grew up and they used to be, like, party girls and kind yeah. of pose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loose women. Yeah, yes. it's, it's like, suggested that the stepmother could release some information that might look upon the queen unfavorably because mm-hmm. of their background.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a cool twist. I like that. Yeah. The two arrange to have one of the stepmother's daughters marry Sebastian in the song I Know You reprise. Of course. Yep. The whole town goes on a shopping spree to prepare for the ball. I always love scenes like that. And (laughs) Sebastian begins to gain popularity with the local girls. And he sees Cinderella again and asks for her to come to the ball. But stepmother insists that Sebastian only invited her out of pity in the song The Village Square. Rude.
0: Aw. Yeah. Later, the stepmother and sisters prepare to go to the ball. Cinderella helps them get ready, and they complain that Sebastian isn't that great, and he's just a throne. (sniffs) But when Cinderella stands up for him, they insist that Sebastian could never choose her in the song Unfair Reprise. Rude. Yeah, they're mean. Cinderella is determined to go to the ball and visits the godmother. The godmother is a plastic surgeon who has made the whole town look perfect in the song The Godmother's Shop, which is also a a neat change I liked actually a lot. What the heck? Yeah. Okay. What? The godmother demands Cinderella's mother's necklace to prove that she's serious about this whole transition thing. The godmother provides a temporary surgery makeover with a beautiful gown and shoes made of crystal in the song Beauty Has a Price. She tells Cinderella that the pain of maintaining the look will be bearable only until midnight. And that's how we end act one.
1: Huh. Beauty's Mm. pain.
0: Yes. How do we feel about this one with with its uh, changes so far? This is very weird. A lot more realistic.
1: I'll give it that.
0: Yes. I just keep thinking every time I hear Sebastian about the little crab from the mermaid. Little, right, <laughs>
1: little mermaid.
0: He's definitely not a little crab. I hope not because that would make it very weird. But I, I personally like this version a lot. I've listened to the soundtrack I don't know how many times. Uh, just because it's like more modern and the way that the, the music is played out is very like poppy and catchy, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very our generation focused. Yes, except I, I will say I do not like the stepmother's voice. It's like she purposely changes her voice for some reason and I don't know why, but it sounds like she's like strained the whole time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's odd to say the least. I don't know why the choice was to do that, but sure. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one so far in my opinion anyway. Okay, Kylie, you got some info for us. I do. From the American Library Association, the story of Cinderella, perhaps the
1: best-known fairy tale, is told or read to children of very young ages. But Cinderella is not just one story. More than 500 versions have been found just in Europe. The tale's origin appeared to date back to a Chinese story from the 9th century. Yexin, almost every culture seems to have its own version and every storyteller his or her own tale. Charles Perrault is believed to be the author in the 1690s of our modern 300-year-old Cinderella, the French Cendrillon.
0: But yeah, I, I I do think that's interesting. Like, it is a very common tale, you know? Yeah. Like, the, the little abused child falls in love with the prince and all that stuff, and it's, you know, very fairy tale. So I'm not surprised that there's so many different versions of it. <laughs> there's still a lot, though. Yes. I mean, again, it's a very easy fairy tale to replicate and change and so yeah it everywhere all over place Mm -hmm. but for a reason it's got a good formula
1: and the romance books that are modern retellings there's a lot of those too
0: very much so okay are we ready to we're gonna fall in love in act two are we though Mm, i hope so let's change our whole being into act two (laughs) continue the formula we're gonna change for a man yeah (laughs) We're going to do the ending of Greece into Act 2. <laughs> <laughs>
1: let's have a ball in
0: Act 2. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: trying not to go there.
0: He went there. He went was there. <laughs> Somebody has to take the mantle of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Before the clock strikes midnight, let's go into Act 2. Literally, let's, let's get going. <laughs> let's literally, I mean, chow, yeah. Chow. It's, it's kind of late. <laughs> okay, Act 2. So we open at the ball in the song of the Cinderella Waltz slash the ball. Wow. Hmm. Wow. And these next couple of points take place in in that song as well. Prince Sebastian is annoyed by everyone trying to get him to choose them. Fair. But he must choose one by midnight. Yeah, they're all just coming up to him, and he they're like, "You're not really that great, but I'm trying to see if it's worth it." And he's like, "Wow, hello, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you yeah, got everyone kind of sucks." And money,
1: and I want the title and money.
0: <laughs> yeah. So also in this, Adela mentions actually being in love with the town baker, and Marie can't say she likes anything about Sebastian. So they're both not great companions (laughs) for this marriage. Fair. Fair. So Cinderella appears, but is unrecognizable. Everyone's saying she is magnificent. The queen forces Sebastian to dance with her because she's, you know, a beautiful young maiden. Go for it. Cinderella tells him that she's in love with him, but Sebastian tells her he is waiting for someone else. All right. And he basically... Proceeds to insult her and every other woman ever because she doesn't know it's her. So that's been great. That's great for them. Cinderella becomes more and more uncomfortable in her tight shoes and the stepmother and stepsisters recognize her as she's the only girl in town who can't walk in heels. (laughs) Got him. The stepmother forces Adele to kiss Sebastian at the stroke of midnight, which makes the queen declare her as his bride. Oops. (laughs) Sebastian finally recognizes Cinderella, but she dismisses him heartbroken. Roughly it he's like, I didn't know it was you, and she was like, So you fell into my stepsister's mouth? And I'm like, That is a great <laughs> response. <laughs> got I believe that is a true gotham. Definitely. She rips her wig and dress off as she runs away in the song I Know I Have a Heart. Sebastian is in despair that he hurts Cinderella, and the hunks mock congratulate him in the song Act Two, Scene Two. Nice. <laughs> Listen, they ran out of titles. <laughs> In frustration, he defends himself, finally, because these guys are kind of jerks, and begins to act like a prince in the song, I Am No Longer Me. Basically, he's like, I'll be whatever you want me to be, but that person means I will probably just have you guys beheaded because you're the worst. <laughs> and and the queen is like, No, oh, relax, you're fine. She's wow. also not the best.
1: Right. Hmm. Shocker. At home- the stepmother gloats over Adele's engagement as they prepare for the wedding, and Marie is jealous, of course, And song A Moment of Triumph. Stepmother mocks Cinderella for being unable to see that Sebastian loves her. In the song, What Were You Thinking?
0: <laughs> How rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. She's the worst. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the goal, right? Yeah. Also, to make her even worse, she also tells Marie that she hated her father. Oh. Uh, <laughs>
1: awesome.
0: Like... <laughs> Yeah, because apparently they have two different dads. But yeah. She's like, you're kind of the worst and your dad was also stupid, so suck it. (laughs) Damn. She doesn't like any of her children. Nope.
1: Cinderella despairs that she's lost her only best friend and love in the song Far Too Late. And she starts to pack her things to leave Belleville. But Marie stops her, convincing her to stop the wedding and tell Sebastian how she feels. She doesn't really like her mother either and doesn't want to be in her sister's shadow forever. Which is fair. Fair. And the song, Ego Has a Price, which is a reprise of Beauty Has a Price. At the wedding, the priest asks for objections. and the song, The Wedding March Slash the Ceremony. Prince Charming, who everyone is surprised and elated to find alive, stops the nice. wedding to save his little brother. Oh, which is adorable. Oh, the- oh my god. Oh. And so Prince Charming tells where he's been in the removed song, The Vanquishing of the Three-Headed Sea Witch. And so he says that he was trying to prevent his own arranged marriage by faking his death. And he has come back in order to marry his true love, his male fiancé, the Duke de Violet. Heck yeah. Woo! Gay. He gay? I love it. Yes. The stepmother is, of course, appalled by the canceled wedding. But the queen is elated since the marriage will return Belleville to splendor. And so she says, what could be better than one handsome king but two? (laughs) Hot guy summer. Which is the only response to that. (laughs) So she declares that Belleville will forever henceforth be the city of love in the song A Man's Man reprise. And so everyone cheers for the new
0: kings in the song A Merry for Love. Yeah, Oh, new wedding. Yeah, was probably my favorite twist of the whole show. (laughs) (laughs) At the sound of wedding bells, Cinderella assumes that she has missed the chance to stop Sebastian from getting married. Well... So she is destroyed and decides to finish packing and leave Belleville. in The song Cinderella's Soliloquy, which is actually really depressing. At the palace, Prince Charming and his new husband celebrate at the reception, but Sebastian is miserable. Marie tells him about Cinderella's attempt to stop Sebastian's wedding, and Sebastian realizes that Cinderella will leave town and decides to try and go after her. The stepmother accuses the queen of going back on their deal, but the queen threatens to execute her and throws her out of the palace in the song The Wedding Party. Nice She's basically like, um, you know, blackmailing the queen is a beheading offense, right? <laughs> Do it. <Got> her. <laughs> Sebastian sees the godmother has Cinderella's mother's necklace, and she just gives the necklace to him. Sebastian arrives at Cinderella's home to find only her crystal slippers. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, no. Luckily, Cinderella returns to get the shoes in order to sell them. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I would. I would, too. Yeah, I mean, she's like, they're the most expensive thing that I own, so... <laughs> Sebastian returns her necklace and explains everything that happened. They both realize the error of them trying to change themselves, and they decide to, to run away together. In the song finale,
1: the, the end. Aww. Happily ever
0: Yes. Yeah, so my my favorite part about this show is like it focuses more on like going against beauty standards and just trying to be your own person and not forcing yourself into a mold. Yeah. And I just think that's really nice.
1: Yeah. Definitely a much better message than the original, so I'll uh give it that,
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh man, you fit this shoe, got to get married <laughs> yeah, definitely feels like a lot more enjoyable for our kind of generation, yes, and um, it was a woman that actually wrote the book for this that that's who Emerald is, and uh she she was pretty cool about it, like her retelling she wanted it to be more modern and more realistic and kind of like a real person, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I, yeah, I really like this telling of it. And it's Andrew Lloyd Webber. I mean, come on. So yeah, we definitely would want to, I mean, I personally would really like to see this one on stage. And I do hope it comes, you know, to Broadway. And then from there, we'll hopefully tour, you know, the United States, because I would like to see this one. It'll probably be a while before we get to see it. Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's still in its infancy. But I I would love to go see this one. I mean, I, I like Andrew Lloyd Webber just anyway. Right. But this one is like really nice.
1: Heck yeah! Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like the whole show. I do recommend listening to it again. You get most of the story just through listening to the music, and you even through just the music, like you can tell like the characters, the main characters anyway, are a little more realistic and relatable, grounded, grounded. Yeah, they're more grounded and not and less you know fairy tale like. Mm-hmm. And same with like the the godmother, like her being a plastic surgeon is a really cool twist. I think, yeah, unexpected, straight up magic. Yeah, so, yeah, her just doing magic, but yeah, the idea that she's like actually fixing people and turning them into the the beautiful things, and I was like, that actually makes a lot more sense. You know,
1: reminds me of the uh, the Uglies book
0: series. Yeah, where everyone gets like plastic surgery when they turn out of age. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that like took some took some inspiration from that because that's definitely. What it kind of feels like, and she even mentions to Cinderella, she's like, "Should we, should we break a few ribs?" And she's like, "No, nah, we don't have time for that." <coughs> that's why, that's why hers is like so temporary because I don't know. I just picture that. I think, I think it's a Simpsons episode where like he clips his fat back with like just clippies, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's what I'm picturing. And I, I'm that's <laughs> definitely not it, but <laughs> it <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. She does to Cinderella, <laughs> but yeah, I I like it because it's more yeah grounded. So do recommend. Go listen to it. It's uh, not a super long show. There are a couple extra little tiny instrumentals, which I didn't mention throughout the show because they're like, you know, 14 seconds or less than a minute. But they are in there as well. It's great music, great lyrics. Go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so thanks so much for listening to our episode, you guys. Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever
1: you are listening to podcasts. This ensures that you get our episodes as soon as they are posted. And
0: it's uh, just really cool. We yeah, like it. we appreciate it. It's really Do nice. It. And if you happen to be on Apple, please leave us a five-star review. It helps boost us up in the numbers.
1: And you can also now leave reviews on Spotify. So please leave us a five-star review there
0: as well. Heck yeah. Please go write us, you know, everywhere you can. That really does help us. But of course, the best way to help us is through word of mouth. So please go ahead and tell your friends, your family, your co-workers. I guess your plastic surgeon if you got one. Sure. If you're with your family these holiday seasons, tell them about us because we're awesome. And yeah, we're, mo- we're mostly family friendly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We have mostly.
0: families. Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we have families. We have them. <laughs> we come from families. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also here to be
1: your family, our dear listeners, because we oh. so <laughs> enjoy you, especially after all this time that we've spent with you. And of course, we love to chat with you. So please feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at savemeandowseat at gmail.com. Or you can find us all over the interwebs. We are on Twitter at Save seat. We're on Facebook at Save me and Owseat. We're on Instagram at Save me and Owseat. And we're on YouTube under the Ragtag Network.
0: We're all over the place. Come spend the holidays with us. And then for more shows and things that we're getting up to in our day-to-day, you can go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This is where you're going to find merch and other shows and things that we are a part of. I believe Bag of Bones also did a a Christmas-themed episode, so go ahead and check that out. It's pretty good. It's about murder. Christmas. Wow. Yeah, woo! (laughs) But how else would they do it on Bag of Bones? So go ahead and check that out. Also, we are slowly... Actually, not that slowly... Uh, approaching our 100 episode mark so if you have anything that we want that you want us to cover during that time we are looking for listener requests i think that'd be really cool thing to do Mm -hmm. so send us your idea you can email us or reach out to us on you know twitter or or instagram or facebook whatever you would like but yeah send us your recommendations we'll put you on in there yeah we're excited to get there bam bam this is like episode 79 i think something something time flies So, I think that will wrap us up on this episode of Save Me Analysis. We'll catch you next time. Bye Bye bye. Bye. Bye.